Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Before we begin, a note from our sponsor. I'm Richard Jacobs, Executive Director of the nonprofit Finding Genius Foundation and host of the Finding Genius Podcast. In late 2016, I was rear-ended at 65 miles an hour by a truck on the highway, which sent me off-road into a ditch. The impact of the collision gave me a concussion and other injuries. At the hospital, a CT scan showed that I had thyroid nodules, which turned out to be cancer. It was then, when I had a biopsy in my neck, that I realized, even if I was a millionaire, I wouldn't want a second or a third biopsy due to the pain and the invasiveness of it. And appointments at that time for thyroid experts were three to six months out. And I was worried about dying now, even if that was irrational. So because of this, I've decided to raise money to conduct a literature review on steroids, on the causes of anxiety and depression, a condition that affects well over 50 million people in the United States and hundreds of millions worldwide. Our goal is to create a codex, a guide, that reveals all possible treatments for anxiety and depression for people that live with the condition or for loved ones that have it, as my wife and my son do. To find out more about our fundraiser, visit FindingGeniusFoundation.org and click on Current Initiatives. And now, to our guest. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. A quick note about the foundation. We've, we've started on our uh, ambitious project to identify every possible treatment for anxiety and depression and related disorders. We're going through about 5,000 sources, peer-reviewed papers, lectures, articles, videos, books, etc., interviews. Uh, the whole goal is to create a low or no-cost resource for people that suffer from depression and anxiety. So to find out more, go to FindingGeniusFoundation.org. And today, my guest is Matt Parks. He's the founder and CEO of One Less CBD. And we're going to talk about uh, his CBD products. So, Matt, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah, tell me what got you interested in CBD products. What's a little bit of your history? Sure. It's a long, encompassing history. My my family, actually, my mom's been a night shift ER nurse in Baltimore City for 42 years now. On top of that, I grew up with a brother who was three years older than I was, had hydrocephalus and a dandy walker malformation, which is basically essentially missing 80% of your cerebellum. So Hugh actually grew up in and out of Johns Hopkins. Ben Carson was actually his surgeon. And uh, so those years of just spending time in healthcare, pretty much grew up in healthcare, but eventually played baseball in high school, was good enough to go to college and play. So I went to Belmont University in Nashville, got my master's in sport administration, worked for Ripken Baseball for a couple of years, and then uh, moved on to healthcare, running a durable medical equipment company for my in-laws for the past 11 years. And through all those experiences, and even my personal stories, there was one common denominator with people and patients that I talked to, and it's just this root of all evil, which is inflammation. So it just seems what? inflammation. Say- so probably about three, four years ago, after 2018, the Farm Bell came out, took CBD off a uh, Schedule One narcotic list, 
So that means you could legally cultivate, you could grow, you could extract, you could do all these things with CBD since it wasn't a scheduled one narcotic anymore. But, Which is absurd, but yeah. Exactly. And, you know, as long as it was 0.03% or less weighted THC, then you could, you could sell it to consumers, you could extract it, you could distribute it, you could do all these things. And so that was all well and good. So being a medical supply provider, I knew those types of companies would start calling us and we start hearing our customers asking us questions about what do you know about CBD? You know, how, you know, what does it do? Does it really work? I've seen what's called Delta eight come out yep. and yep. Delta nine THC and Delta. I don't know what, what is all that stuff and how does yep. that relate to CBD? So Delta nine is the true kind of THC ingredient that comes out of marijuana. When we talk about Delta nine, that is basically what is illegal and that's what keeps everything from having federal, basically federal support. So even though, you know, those dispensaries out in Colorado and states where medical marijuana is legal statewide, it's not legal, legal federal. And so you're kind of doing a dance with the devil there. So, you know, Delta 9, you won't find and should not find in any CBD products. CBD in and of itself, cannabidiol, is really actually extracted from the hemp plant, not marijuana plant. They are cousins. And to the naked eye, they look similar, but the hemp plant has completely different properties and different cannabinoids than that of the marijuana plant. The marijuana plant, typically, you're pulling out and people are looking more so for that psychoaddictive or psychoactive properties that come from getting THC, which essentially is what makes you high. And it's just that amount of concentration that could be in any one particular product. And most people don't know what the concentrations are. That's, in essence, what makes marijuana illegal is is the THC and the content or the Delta 9. Delta 8 has similar properties to Delta 9, but not to the scale that Delta 9 does. It is still very much illegal on a federal level. And it's being pushed right now by the CBD. Clarify this. Those in the CBD industry who wish that marijuana was legal. So there's a lot of people out there who have CBD stores, dispensaries. Most people who walk in, automatically they think marijuana. They don't think CBD. And then they think CBD is marijuana. And that's where all the confusion comes in. So this Delta 8 that's coming out now, and it's it's probably been about four to six months that we've started to see a real big marketing push by a lot of CBD firms for Delta 8 products. It's, it's essentially giving you all, you all the calming, soothing properties to help with anxiety, depression, those type of effects that have been found beneficial from Delta 9 but on a lower concentration level. So in essence, should be safer. There's actually been a lot more studies coming out now about people who are having negative effects coming off of Delta-8. And Oh, coming off of it or using it? What using kind of effect? Using it. And it's, you know, from, you know, illness to just those feelings that you would have of lethargy and, and high after, you know, having a THC lace product. You know, it's... You know, people who take marijuana, they're usually very low, you know, very mellow, very low key, you know, not really hyper aware, you know, definitely has, you know, some of those properties. And the Delta 8, the problem is, is that a lot of these people who are making these products really don't know how to consistently get the right concentration of their product each and every single time. And it's a problem in the CBD industry with concentration of milligrams that are being marketed out there. It's a problem in medical marijuana industry. It's the problem is that when you don't have any federal regulation of this is how much can be contained in X product, and this is how it should be manufactured. This is how it should be tested. 
you have opened this entire industry up as the Wild West and just leads to a lot of misinformation. And there's still a lot we don't know. I think we know more about the marijuana side than we do the CBD side. So how many, how many, um, is CBD one compound or is it multiple? It's one compound. So it's cannabidiol when you have CBD and you have all these other compounds and cannabinoids that they talk about. There's CBN, there's CBG. And the big push now is the CBG. That is the, which is cannabigerol, B-I-G-E-R-O-L, CBG. That is supposed to be the mother of all cannabinoids, which is that all other cannabinoids are derived from. So unless your product has CBG in it, you shouldn't even waste your time manufacturing the product because you're not getting enough of the other cannabinoids and terpenes to actually have the desired effect on the consumer. I seem like some that claim to be full spectrum and then yep. they'll say, oh, it's, uh, you know, three, 3,000 milligrams in a, in a jar or in gummies and each one contains exactly. this much. But, but I've tried different ones and some of them seem to do nothing. And yep. Some of them are like, whoa, you know, right. very relaxing. You know, you hear the big term you hear a lot in the CBD industry is this entourage effect. And the entourage effect basically is talking about that CBD receptors, you know, and CBD only works in conjunction with other cannabinoids and with a minimal amount of THC introduced into the product. That's the only way that CBD really has the full desired effect. Again, not true in the research that I've done. Most of the inflammation studies that have been done, pretty much all of them, have been on rats. There's not been one human trial where conclusive evidence has come out that CBD does X, Y, and Z. So in essence, it's still like vitamin C, you know, ginkgo biloba, witch hazel, you know, all those different supplements that are out there that people say, take these essential oils and it'll do, you know, all these different things for you. It'll cure the common cold. It'll, you know, turmeric with migraines and inflammation. So it just, right now, that's where CBD is. It's in the same category as those. And the problem is, is that we're getting companies that are promising certain benefits that they really can't be doing. And they'll get their letter from the FDA, basically giving them the cease and desist that, you know, you can't be touting those benefits because it's not licensed to do so. And the main reason behind that well, is... Well, what, what are some of the benefits? Before we continue... I've been personally funding the Finding Genius podcast for four and a half years now, which has led to 2,700 plus interviews of clinicians, researchers, scientists, CEOs, and other amazing people who are working to advance science and improve our lives and our world. Even though this podcast gets 100,000 plus downloads a month, we need your help to reach hundreds of thousands more worldwide. Please visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click on Support Us. We have three levels of membership from $10 to $49 a month, including perks such as the ability to see ahead in our interview calendar and ask questions of upcoming guests, transcripts of podcasts you're interested in, the ability to request specific topics or guests, and more. Visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click support us today. Now back to the show. Well, there's the reason for that is that there is a FDA-approved drug on the market for childhood epilepsy that is derived from CBD, and it's called Epilodax. And I believe that's been in the market now, I want to say three or four years. So now the problem is that the CBD industry is pushing aggressively to be classified as a dietary supplement because of all the ingestibles and protein powders and waters and those things that are, you know, they're trying to make money off of. But the FDA basically said, look, we've already given this seal of approval to a drug. We can't then turn around and turn this drug into and say it's, you know, it's okay as a dietary supplement. So that's where the pushback has been. 
and it's been recently that got brought up again and the FDA again slammed it down and said, no, we're, we're not in a position to be doing that right now. And, you know, we can't give it that clearance essentially. So that's, that's in essence kind of where it is. You have all these different players in the market. And when CBD was kind of introduced and things kind of came out. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You know, the whole idea behind CBD was the discovery of the endocannabinoid system within the body, which was really only discovered basically late 80s, early 90s. So it's really only been aggressively studied over two decades. And you'll hear things like CB1 receptors, which relate to the central nervous system, CB2 receptors, which relate to the immune system. So what we're more focused on is the CB1 receptor and how CBD interacts with the central nervous system. So what I've learned through study was when our body has an injury, so if we're walking and we fall and we hit our knee or we pull a muscle, when that happens in our body, cannabinoids are instantly released. And cannabinoids in the body are essentially made to go and attack inflammation at the source. The problem is, is that, and you can kind of think of a Pac-Man reference, there's enzymes within the body that basically go and attack these cannabinoids within the body. So then they're not in abundance and enough abundance to decrease the inflammation or have effect on the injury and decrease pain. Basically, the brain is saying, I'm still in pain. The electrical impulses are firing in the brain. They're firing faster. There's an area of pain. Nothing is going against it and telling it that the body's not in pain anymore because the cannabinoids essentially have been blocked from doing their job. So CBD comes in and the idea is that the body now is able to produce more of those natural cannabinoids that are produced in the system. My product specifically and where I feel most comfortable because I'm still a little leery on the ingestible market and how much of the body fully absorbs the actual oils, gummies, whatever type of ingestion that you're doing, even vaping. I wanted to go right to the source and just get my product directly to the pain receptors and to introduce more cannabinoids directly to the injury is essentially what our product is designed to do being a topical. That's in essence where it, what it's meant to do. And that's that's where the science yeah. and the study is coming from, but it's just getting so convoluted as most things. Well, wait, what do you mean? What, what is CBD supposed to do if someone's in pain if they put this topical cream on? What should they experience? And what have you observed that you've experienced from good versus bad products? Yeah. The reason I got involved was most people in the products that I saw were just kind of a base hand cream, they would mix in some CBD supplement, and a lot of these people, because they couldn't get into an FDA-licensed facility, were just hand-mixing this stuff in a back room somewhere, and they were calling a pain relief cream. In my opinion, there are so many other elements that go into a formula that CBD by itself cannot just go in and attack and reduce inflammation. So our product takes other topical natural analgesics that we have seen throughout the years, white willow bark, camphor geranium, menthol, eucalyptus, take all of those ingredients. And basically what we were trying to do was see, and it took us two years and about 21 batches to figure out if this was going to work or not, was to see whether or not we could introduce CBD isolate into our product, figure out what the carrier oil was going to be to get the CBD actually through the skin and down into the vessels and actually create relief. And the first 200 jars we made, which were kind of like little one ounce jars, I have a medical supply business. I have people walking through my door every single day. We handed them all out. No charge, no nothing. Let me know what you think. 
And I just kept getting positive upon positive upon positive upon positive feedback that this was actually having the desired effect. And it's, it's multiple yeah. things. It's absorption, it's scent, it's, you know, the actual effectiveness of the product. And it's really the transparency, in my opinion, the most important thing for us is our transparency of what we, what we say is in the jar is in fact in the jar every single time. Now, my ace in the hole was I had people who had been developing topical analgesics for over a decade who were getting out of the industry. And I said, well, this CBD thing's coming, coming on strong. And I don't think any of these products really deliver on what they're trying to do. I basically was able to use their resources, get into an FDA licensed facility and start my company self-funded and make the product the right way the first time. And I think that's what separates us is that we have been able to use the right people the right processes and really develop something that is truly ours. This is not a white label. So if, um, you know, if you're having all these known elements that help, you know, again, menthol, camphor, et cetera, what's the comparison of using a cream without CBD, but having all those other things in it versus the CBD? Like what, what kind of boost does it give? What's the difference? My, my biggest, I've had people who have used products that are similar and you just got to hear it from the consumer. I had a woman who, this was kind of my first aha moment and where the name of the company really came from. I was getting my daughter's ear pierced. She was six and we took her to an actual licensed piercer rather than taking her to Claire's and let some 14 year old take a staple gun to her ear. Good. We went and did that. And I just got a feel for her shop and started talking to him and took a little while because my daughter was obviously having some anxiety about the needle and took a little while. My wife's in there with her. I'm talking to all her staff and, you know, talking about my product. I said, yeah, we'd love to carry that here. Let's, you know, let's do it. Owner comes out. And she's like, look, I really don't want to carry that because I'm afraid of my consumers putting it in there, you know, directly into their piercing. Completely understand. But she's like, I, I would love to try it. So it was about eight weeks passed. And then I wake up to basically a two-page email about her daily intake of a leave and development of a peptic ulcer and telling me that in the past four weeks, she has not touched a leave once. and she is a huge fan of the product, has taken several other CBD products in the past. Nothing has had the desired effect that my product had. And that was kind of the first moment. And it really the idea behind the company was when we say one less CBD, we always try to say one less pill. You know, whether that's one less ibuprofen, one less Aleve. Obviously, our goal would be to combat, you know, the opioid epidemic. If somebody's addicted to opioids already, they're not going to take my product and then not become an addict. I'm not naive. It's, it's trying to be preemptive and preventative health care. One keeping, less is good. That helps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Keeping people mobile, keeping people active, you know, healthy diet. Instead of reaching for the pill bottle immediately, let's apply the cream. You know, let's do moderate exercise. Just those common sense things. But as people become more sedentary and they well, get again, what are what are some uh, direct comments from users that yeah, jump out at you after they use I had a lady who was in Sanford, Florida, which is a very rural kind of lower income area of Florida, and they didn't have a lot of great access to CBD products. And a friend of hers was writing an article on our product and she gave it to her. And she had recent ACL reconstruction, was in her mid fifties, couldn't stand the thought of taking opioids. And she was given the cream and we watched her CPM, her flexion and extension in her knee go up percentages better after weeks of using our product and decreasing her inflammation and continuing to see positive results. She basically told the doctor, I don't want anything to do with the painkillers. I got what I need. 
And that was kind of another big moment of, okay, great. This is, again, these desired effects that we're trying to have is that these people have an option. Take a prescription opioid, take an NSAID, over-the-counter NSAID, which kills the lining of our intestines. If we take it daily use, and I'm the biggest criminal of that during my college career, I was taking five Advil a day just to get through practice because my arm was killing me. Oh, wow. And now, you know, battling migraines, I'm, you know, I'm not against Western medicine by any means. And I even say that on my website, but it's like anything we, you know, less is more. Are we taking the right medications? Are we telling the doctor the right symptoms? Is the doctor giving us a hundred percent effort on trying to get us better? And the cool thing about CBD is there's no overdose. You can't overdose on CBD. So for me, common sense wise, if I can take a product that takes my pain level from six, seven to three, four, and I feel better, that's what I'm going to do. And that's, oh, that's quick, our goal with the company. Quick question that, that came to mind when you said that, you know, you can't OD on it. You know how they have Epsom salts, the bath? Mm-hmm. Do you think you could ever make a formulation where you have CBD and some other stuff for a bath? So like, you know, your whole body can kind of relax yeah. and benefit from it? Yeah, there's a lot of companies who have bath bombs out there. So there are companies who, you know, have those, you know, bath bomb soaps that you see kids get or, you know, women love to take a bath with. There's companies out there who are making CBD bath bombs. I haven't done enough research to see how well the body would absorb the CBD, you know, into those upper layers of skin. The reason I ask you is like, um, you know, I know your topical cream makes sense and you could put it on what's hurting you. I just also imagine like someone's like, oh, my foot and my ankle and my calf is all hurting me. Mm -hmm. And they put it themselves into a foot bath with, you know, let's say your formulation of CBD and other stuff. Because it sounds like you'll do it better than than most will. So it may be another way to stay topical, literally, in many different ways and also help people. Yep. No, and it's fantastic idea. And the biggest the biggest argument is, you know, that people have with CBD isolate, which when you look at it, basically looks like little white granules, almost like powdered sugar. CBD isolate is 99.9% pure CBD. Um, so when you hear those terms, full spectrum, broad spectrum, that's more of a oil extraction where they've gotten the THC out of the product. There's another CO2 extraction process where then they're trying to pump more THC out of the product but leaving the other cannabinoids in there like the CBG, CBN, all those types of things. And for us, when we decided to go isolate because we wanted a product that had no THC whatsoever, it was figuring out the carrier oil that was going to deliver the CBD and make sure that we had a good delivery process to get the ingredient actually into the body. And it's uh, pretty much a hemp seed. Once we landed on hemp seed oil and jojoba, that was basically, it was just figuring out the portion figure out what was going to be the right amount because you don't want your product too oily or people won't apply it. So it's, it's all those things. It's your face cream, it's your oils, it's all those different properties that come together. There's 28 elements that go into one less CBD into our formula. And some of them are 0.067%. Some of them are 1.28%. And unless you have that concentration, right? I don't think you have one less CBD in my opinion. Now somebody could try, but what I, I pride myself on is, is the precision that we put into our formulation because we wanted to get it right the first time. I gotcha. What's in the future? What are you working on making in your lab? My hope, I'm thinking one, you know, we came out with an initial size offering, which was a four ounce jar. We're obviously going to tailor that down to be more retail friendly to some different stores. So making a one ounce airless pump kind of on the go option, still maintaining the formula. We've all, 
we're starting to dabble with the idea of taking out the camphor and the geranium and ingesting a lot more magnesium into the product. We've, we've been kind of reading up on magnesium a little bit more, and we almost feel like they'll be that much better of an anti-inflammatory response from the body if we incorporate magnesium. So we've been testing that a little bit. And then I'd like to see pain patches uh, with the same formula. Only issue there is is the delivery just like it is on a topical cream basis. And that the science that kind of goes into that to me is I haven't quite figured that out yet. And there's smarter people than me trying to figure that out. But I want to make sure that people have the product stays consistent. It, right. it, that's my, you know, I can make, I could have done oils. I could have done gummies. I could have found some white label, whatever, slap my label on it, introduced a whole line of CBD products. It just, to me, that was the problem with the industry. So I wasn't going to go down that road. I feel like if I stay true to our formulation, our beliefs, then I believe we will stand the test of time. And you're kind of seeing it now with a lot of the white label CBD companies are really just kind of falling by the wayside because they really don't stand for anything. They just were trying yeah. to get, get in on the hot product market at the time. Because when you look at the figures, you're talking billions of dollars growth over the next five to six years. It's pretty enticing to get into it. But if you don't know what you're doing, you'll you'll get found out pretty quickly. And, you know, if your customers aren't having desired results, they're not going to go back and take it. But the problem is, is that, you know, people see CBD oil or CBD cream. They tried one at a gas station or uh, picked one up at Kroger. Nah, this didn't work. And then now all CBD products are bad and it doesn't do anything. That's that's kind of the other thing that you're fighting on a consistent basis. It's just trying, but, uh, to, yeah. trying to stand out and trying to explain why you think your product really does deliver what you hope it does because you really can't say what it does or else you get that nice little letter from the FDA. So where, uh, where are your products available? Where can people get them? The biggest thing we do is direct to consumer. So our, our website, one less CBD, which is all spelled out. O N E L E S S Charlie Bravo, David.com is really the best place to get our four ounce jar for your listeners. I wanted to offer a free travel size for just shipping and handling, which is $4 and 95 cents. And they would simply go to onelesscbd.com forward slash, and we're going to do genius. Um, okay. So onelesscbd.com forward slash genius, uh, and they can source a free 0.25 ounce travel jar of our cream, which really should last one to two weeks uh, with daily application and really give okay. you a sense if our product is going to deliver on what we hope it does. So Yeah, that's great. I appreciate that. Yeah. I guess what's your ultimate if you could create it? You know, have you thought about that? What, what would you love to uh, to create if you could? What I'd love to create if I could. I mean, you know, you're working on it. Maybe you don't know how to do it yet, but have you thought about that? Like, oh, this would be awesome. You know, it, it, it's funny you open the, the segment. You know, I'm a big proponent of, you know, pain and inflammation relief and getting people active. But I think activity falls in line with the depression part and that, you know, mm-hmm. people who aren't active don't get outside, don't get natural vitamin D those type of things. I'm somebody who takes Pristique every day has been on antidepressants for 11 years. So huh. I, I get it. I've been there and I see my psychiatrist every three months and make sure that my dosage is right. Make sure that I'm taking the right meds, make sure that I'm taking them at the right time of day. So if CBD does really have these positive effects on anxiety and depression, and we can find that product would definitely be a rewarding moment in my life because I know how many people struggle, struggle with mental health you know, myself included, the stigma around it. And just like you said, the cost, you know, when you guys were talking about your foundation, 
the costs are astronomical and people see themselves as weak because they're going to, you know, psychologists and then they're seeing a psychiatrist for their, for their meds and couldn't be further from the truth. You know, you're, you're a stronger person for getting out in front of it and, you know, fighting it. It's, it's a hard disease. I've lived it. I get it. You know, there's days you you just sit there and all of a sudden you're just sad for no reason at all. And I've got three little girls who are eight, five, and three. Beautiful wife, nice home, good job. There should be no reason I should be sad ever, you know, but depression doesn't, it doesn't uh, discriminate. It's just the chemicals in your brain are just saying, we don't, we don't have enough reuptake inhibitors. We don't have enough, you know, dopamine. We don't have enough of this. And so therefore you're sad, you know, it's, it's hard. Does, uh, does CBD do anything to depression or I would think that it would help because if you're not in consistent pain, you're less likely to be beaten down by it. And maybe it takes the edge off the depression. I don't know. I I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a, you know, observation on that end, you know, the ingestibles, you know, people are saying that it will increase dopamine levels, you know, and increase, you know, people's help their mood. Again, they can't say it. There hasn't been enough study to put a seal of approval on that. So I just, I don't know. I'm hopeful. I would love to see it. Mm. I'd love to see a study come out that said, yes, for sure, 100%. You know, daily supplementation of CBD can reduce depression symptoms by 10, 15%. You know, I'd be on cloud nine. I just want to, anecdotally, do you feel any difference or does it do anything for you or, you know, it's a totally different application? It it doesn't for me. I mean, I'll be honest, I I tried to do the oils for, I, I tried really aggressively for about four months. And tried to try to do the dosing correctly, you know, kind of did a half dose for a week and then went to a full dose after week one, feeling okay. Then I was taking it twice a day. It was about 250 milligram concentration. Then I bumped it up to 500 because there's no science behind what the concentration might do or might not do. So there's no recommended <clears throat> milligram consumption to right. combat, combat anything. So I didn't feel anything, you know, as far as a mood altering effect. You know, and it's somebody who, it was about a year ago when I really got off of uh, Effexor and went to Pristique because Effexor was not doing anything for me anymore. It was like right. I, was, I was just maintaining kind of par level. So I knew I needed to make a change. But yeah, I, I didn't see anything. But, you know, there's people out there who said they have. So, I mean, it's, okay. it's hard to say. Okay. Well, very good. I didn't mean to turn it into that, but, you know, I want yeah. to focus on the, the CBD. Yeah. But all right. Well, again, let's, so we're at the end. Let's just repeat. So for people that want to get the travel size just for shipping and handling, where do they go? And then where do they go as well to look at the other products in order? Everyday website, www.oneless, O-N-E-L-E-S-S, Charlie Bravo, David, onelesscbd.com. And then for your listeners for the travel size is onelesscbd.com forward slash genius. Um, and that'll take them to that travel size offer for the 0.25 ounce travel jar uh, for just 4.95 shipping and handling. Uh, which, okay. they, like I said, should give them a two week good trial run. Yeah, I like this stuff. Or you know, eh, I'm just not quite seeing it. And that you know, it's not can't please everybody. But we're very good. What we have. All right, well, very good. Well, Matt, thanks for coming on, and I uh, appreciate all your your work and what you do. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. If you like this podcast please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? 
Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.